Oh, welcome back to Epiphany Sports Show. It is me, once again, LPC, coming live from Jellicoe, Tennessee. This is episode five. We're going to go ahead and look at last week's performance from the boys, see how Dr. Dome did on his first week of giving some prescriptions out, and then we'll move forward and look at this weekend and see what kind of opportunities lie before us. Me and Drew are ready to give you guys some picks. It's been a battle this week for the boys, but we're tried and true and here for you. So let's get into it. All right, so we're going to go ahead and uh, jump into last week's picks. Uh, the boys the boys did pretty good. We, uh, we all went positive. Uh, we almost ran the. We almost completely swept the board. We. Uh, I was the only one to go negative in anything last week, and that was college football, basically by my lock. So, screw Purdue, screw Minnesota. <laughs> Never bet the over on Big Ten football. But uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and go over our picks last week and run through the picks this week. Uh, Logan, I guess I'll let you go ahead and go over yours from last week. I mean, starting with college football, I mean, if it wasn't for the Kitty Cats choking, I would have went 4-0 uh, last week, which would have been awesome, but still had a pretty good college football. I went 3-1. and one. Um, Obviously, Kentucky was my lock, and they lost 19-22. to Had every every chance in the world to win that game. Don't really have to – I've already moved past the absolute <laughs> choke job. Um, I think me and you were both on it last week. We both were on TCU plus six and a half. I mean, they absolutely boat raced Oklahoma last week, 55 to 20. The embarrassment. Uh, it, it's just to be frank, I mean, it was an absolute ass beating from the first quarter on. I mean, it was, it was bad. Um, was that I took a uh, Michigan minus nine and a half last week against Iowa, they won 27 14. Just like I thought, really, I just didn't think Iowa, their offense is terrible. I mean, they cannot score the ball if their life depended on it. And then uh, the boys, Kansas, coming through last week against uh, Iowa State, 14-11. to 11. I took them on the money line. So, college football, 3-1 and one was, was pretty good. Um, I don't remember exact. I think I went four and four in NFL. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I hit all of my straight bets, and then I just missed the parlays where I took some sort of spread or money line in the total. But um, Arizona, definitely a lot better of a team than Carolina, which is saying something because both of those teams are going to be pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, the Jets, can we? I mean, the Jets, the Jets win against Pittsburgh last week. <laughs> Just this, you telling the story of who was it? Was it Brees Hall that fumbled it into the into end the end zone for the win? Yeah, for the win. I mean, that's how, that's the only way New York Jets football can win is by marching down the field late in the fourth quarter, and then they get they get in the in the goal line, and then just fumble the ball into the end zone, and then somehow recover it to score a touchdown and win the game. So they beat the Steelers twenty four twenty. Uh, my lock, which was the London game, so I 
I don't even think I watched the first quarter. I was still asleep. But my walk last week for the NFL was uh, Minnesota against the Saints, minus two and a half. They won by three. So uh, definitely an early morning sweat. And uh, the London games did get bored. The 930 is insane. Especially if you don't know about it, dude. It scares you. How many people started out with Kamara in fantasy football last week, do you think? At least Way too many. It was me. <laughs> oh, I know at least. I mean, both, I, both people that have AK in my fantasy leagues this year, both people that have them both started them. So, just going off that, I'd say a pretty hot clip. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely a very improved week for the boys last week. Um, Hopefully they do the same this week, honest to God. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, just looking at it, you finished up one unit, basically. You hit your lock in the NFL and then uh, went four and four in the NCAA – or NCAA uh, – college football you went three and, and three and one and then up a unit, which if you hit the lock would have looked a lot better. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dome, Dr. Dome, son, he hit the, he hit the UCLA bet last week. Uh, he actually hit both of his his prescriptions. He hit the NFL bet too. So Dunn was up basically two units in college football, and then up uh, points. Almost a unit. Yeah, basically a unit in NFL. So the doctor two and zero baby starts. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Doctor Dunn. Um, yeah, I mean it was a better week last week. I went two and three college football. Uh, the over was looking crisp in the first quarter of the Kentucky Ole Miss game. It was looking mm-hmm. sexual. I was, mm-hmm. I was pumped. And then, uh, what, what, where did you get that at? I got it at 53 and it was not close. <laughs> no, I mean, if Kentucky converts on some of those chances where they should have scored, then I mean, it, it would have been a lot closer, but yeah, no. Oh, at first quarter though, I mean, I think what was, how much did Ole Miss have 14 or 17? They, yeah, it was six. It was fourteen to six, so twenty points. And then uh, there was it was six to five in the second quarter, and then seven to three in the third quarter, and no points in the fourth. So yeah, fantastic. <laughs> the the coverage movement was uh, hard, looking, sharp nosedive. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. the The graph is terrible on it, but yeah, I missed that. I missed the Huskies minus two and a half. I thought they were going to make the comeback there, but. Uh, the quarterback for UCLA made made Washington's defense look as bad as they made me look last week. So, dude, anybody who's got a double last name, just be careful. I told you he's been there as long as Kelly has, and I was right. They've both been there five years. <laughs> you know, uh, you know when I texted you before because you know you picked one side of the game and then Dome had the other side. Yeah, and I said they're texted. You know when I texted you and I said I believe that Chip Kelly's building a program down there. Yeah, I had absolutely no idea that he was still at UCLA. I thought you were trolling. I th- dude, I was making fun of the Dave Portnoy thing with <laughs> with less miles in Kansas. That's what I was saying. I thought you were trolling, dude. I was, and I just <laughs> I I was shocked that he's still there. Honestly, I had no idea. Uh, then the other one I hit, I I had it as my lock. Well, I missed the the over in the Purdue Minnesota game. I only missed it by twenty two points, so not that bad. Uh, that was my lock. So that basically that buried me last week for college football. 
But I had it as my lock until I looked at the Purdue Minnesota game, looked at both their offenses. I was like, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to check this one off. It ended up hitting. Had Wake Forest plus seven and a half. Mm-hmm. They smoked them. They smoked them. Mm-hmm. They beat them by ten. Beat Florida State by ten. So, excuse me, should have locked that one in. And then uh, NC State Clemson had over forty one and a half. That one ended up hitting pretty late. So. Um, yeah, last week college football two and three, but I was down two units because of the lock, basically. So, um, and then in the NFL, I went six and two, fat week of four and a half units, hit my lock for once. I changed it last second too, but uh, let's see. I had Vegas was my lock; they had to win. Obviously, yeah, they did. Yeah. Had them money line, had Arizona money line. I think we were both on that one. That one was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, had the, the the Titans Colts under forty three. It was at forty two, or it was at forty one, with eleven minutes to go in the third quarter. Yep. And nobody else scored the rest of the game. Yep. Like the odds to cover. Let's see. The no, odds. It was, it was in the cutters for sure. Yeah, the odds to cover the over were ninety eight percent with seven minutes to go <laughs> in the in the third quarter. Ninety eight percent in the third quarter, and it 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 bottomed out hard. I was sure. watching the game with my dad. My dad was like, "He's like, why are you so mad?" I was like, "Because we cannot do anything in the second half. They're going to come back and win this game, and they're going to hit the over on like a stupid field goal at the end." But Luckily, they didn't. So you know, you know that had to be on uh, Scott Van Pelt. Oh, it had sure. to be. Had to be. Uh, and then I missed the brownies, dude. The the money line. I thought they had it. They didn't. Young Ho, the goat. He uh he led them to victory. Basically, the Falcons missed that. Uh, I doubled up on the Jets. I had them at. Uh, I had them at. I think I had the money line in the morning. I had put one and a half units on that. It was plus 148, and then I doubled down whenever I woke up Sunday. I was like, this spread keeps going up for some reason. I locked it in at uh, – and I put two units on it at three and a half. So, that was a good choice. Both of those hit. Uh, Jacksonville, they almost covered. I missed that by half a point. And, I mean, I lost that by half a point, and then I lost the Brownies by – they the money line by three. So, I was pretty close to going undefeated last week. So six and two, like I said, up four and a half units. Uh, I think total last week what was up? Let me pull it up. We take we take those every weekend for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Last week I was up uh, three total units, so pretty sure it's my first positive positive week in June. So I think. I think it's been – I think it's because I've been taking my prescription. Even though I went against what the doctor ordered, I I still managed to – I've at least been rubbed <laughs> off a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we'll try to we'll try to have a better week this week, at least in college football. I don't know how much better it'll get in the NFL, but I'll go ahead and run through my picks real quick. I don't – I think I have six or seven college football. Uh, one's just a sprinkle. The first one is a sprinkle for me. Thanks is for the, the one, is, is it the one you talked about already this week? Oh yeah, yeah. It's the one it's the one we talked about. You gave me the word sprinkle. Had no clue what it meant, but uh I'm sprinkling Tennessee minus or fourteen plus, but on the app it's minus thirteen and a half. So 
Tennessee by 14 plus. It's good value on a, you know, just a small bet. Tennessee, they haven't blown anybody out yet. That is at least a decent football team. And uh, I feel like they're good enough too. So I'm going to take that. Plus, I think the odds are plus 330. So I put a whole unit on that. Be a pretty fat little win on a sprinkle. And then uh, I'm going to double down on the balls as one of my – I have two college football locks this week. I don't see any way that – if you look at it on paper, there's no way that LSU can compete, like just, you know, offense to defense-wise. They're not that good defensively, and they're not that good offensively. Tennessee's not – Tennessee's terrible defensively, obviously. But, uh, but I mean, that's why they line up and play the game. But – I'm going to take Tennessee minus two and a half. That's one of my locks. My other lock is uh, probably the most – I'm calling it the puke bowl because it's going to be the worst game. It's going to be like watching the Colts and Broncos again. It's just going to be the same thing. I might bet no touchdowns to be scored. I'm thinking about it. But, uh, Raheem Hines, dude. That's all I got to say. <laughs> But I'm taking, I'm taking the under uh, 51 in the BYU Notre Dame game. It's uh, I'm not going to watch it. I'm just going to keep up with it because nobody in the world, other than a Notre Dame or a Mormon, wants to watch this. A Notre Dame fan or a Mormon wants to watch this game, so might as well just make it fun and bet on the. Uh, I'm calling it the inevitable under. So those are my two locks. I'll just run through the rest of them. I got Mizzou plus 11 at Florida. Uh, both teams are bad, really bad. But uh, Drink's fighting for his life, man. He's he's out here. Shout out R. Kelly. He's out here fighting for his life. Uh, I I don't know. I don't I don't think Florida's good enough to just beat anybody bad by ten plus. That it's you know decent. So Missouri plus eleven. I'm riding with the Jayhawks again, dude. Ku plus seven. I think TCU and Kansas are. Two of the like four teams for the season to cover every single game, so something's got to give. But KU plus seven at home, college game day. Mm-hmm. This is my toss-up game. If you wanted to uh, pick a team that you know you wanted a little, a little value picking the money line, I'm not taking. I'm taking the spread. But Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. Give me the the Lee the Lee Corso upset alert. Closer than the experts think, son. <laughs> Closer than they think. Texas Tech's a nine and a half dog at Oklahoma State. Texas Tech has two top twenty five wins. They were close with NC State. They were close with Kansas State till late. I mean, those are two quality teams, and Oklahoma State ain't stopping nobody. It's just not the it's not the old school Texas Tech teams where they're going to score fifty points a game. Uh, their defense is actually surprisingly pretty good. So I'm taking the points seems high nine and a half seems high. I would I don't know if you even you wanted to buy some points, take it all the way down to six and a half. I would feel pretty good about that. So uh, yeah, Texas Tech. I might I might sprinkle like half a unit or something on the money line just to do it. But uh, Texas Tech plus nine and a half at OK State. And then uh, last but not least, you know I got to ride with the toppers. No reason, no, no, nothing. Just plus six and a half, Western Kentucky. <laughs> God, <laughs> God Almighty! 
Then against the meat meeps, are you kidding me? Are you that, kidding that, that me? It's gonna be in the. It's gonna be uh, over one hundred total points. Yeah, it's it's gonna be electric for sure. So that's it for you, boy. That's that's my bets. That's my bets. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I got bad news for you. Oh. Unless it's unless it's great news, we'll mm. see Saturday night. I don't know, but I'll go down the line here. The first one starting at noon. It's uh, the Jayhawks. 62% of the slips and 95% of the money is on Kansas. TCU is 1-5 against the spread at Kansas in the last six. 3-7, and seven, last 10 straight up against the spread versus Kansas. Kansas has covered eight straight. They're getting seven at home, which I think is an absurd number. But I'm not even going to take the points. I'm going to take the money line with Kansas against TCU. I know TCU is good. I know they can hang 50 points on anybody if their offense is clicking. But this Kansas team, dude, I mean, Dave Portnoy might have just somehow blessfully cursed them this year by saying Les Miles is building the program down there. So I'm on the Jayhawks, uh, the college game day game, taking them – to win outright against TCU, I do um, have a uh, I do have a little stat I would like to throw on this that uh, I don't know if I sent it to you earlier, but uh, TCU Kansas as of like I think 10 p.m. What is it? Just day Friday? Yeah, as of 10 p.m. Friday was the most bet college football game. Uh, Tennessee LSU second, UCLA Utah third, but Texas. Or Tennessee was the most bet team, minus three. Mm-hmm. And TCU minus six and a half was two, and Kansas plus six and a half was three. So if that tells you how many <laughs> how many uh people are both sides game, both yeah. sides of the same game yeah, are so, two of the three most bet bets yeah. in college football. Yeah. So that's absurd. Yeah. Um the next pick, I've also taken the balls minus two and a half against the family. At LSU, um, I think Tennis. I think Tennessee's offense is going to be able to score points on LSU's defense, and I just I can't see LSU getting in a shootout with Tennessee and winning. And I think if Tennessee's going to win, I think they can easily cover the two and a half, which would be they just got to win by a field goal or more. So I like the Volunteers. Um, obviously. They win this game this week. It sets up the game next week against uh, – or the week after against Bubba. So, uh, big game, big opportunity for the Volunteers, but I like them on the road against LSU. And then uh, this is uh, this is what this is what I call the Jacob Second Bowl, all right? <laughs> Georgia Southern travels to Georgia State. It's a big in rivalry game, in-state rivalry game uh, in Georgia. Georgia State, I believe, is better than their 1-4 and four record. Uh, I, you might not remember it, but we've watched at least two Georgia State games this year already. That's too, uh, too many. Competitive losses to UNC. They had every opportunity. Remember, we watched it. North Carolina went to Georgia State. Georgia State about beat them. Yeah. Uh, they had every opportunity to beat North Carolina. And then they, at one point they were up 14 
uh, I believe, against South Carolina. So, you know, an ACC school and an SEC school, they competed and had every opportunity to win against both of those teams. Uh, the Panthers for Georgia State were preseason contenders to, you know, win the Sun Belt this year. And Georgia Southern, I mean, they're 4-1 and one on the season, I'm pretty sure. So, obviously, they've had a good start. But their win total coming into the year projected was five and a half. So, I mean, obviously they have they've overachieved up to this point. And I think Georgia State going back into the Sun Belt uh, schedule, I think it will do them a lot of favors. So I'm taking the Panthers at home minus two and a half. Um, the next game, I, I had to call. I mean, I don't want to call these games every game a bowl game, but this this game, you've already said it. It's the Epiphany Bowl. Uh, the Hilltoppers, I told you before the season, we're going to be a wagon. And then pretty much since week one, we've at least mentioned UTSA, the Beat Meeps, Roadrunners. Uh, almost, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned them every episode on this, or uh, at least once an episode on this show. So big game for the boys, but I am on the Hilltoppers plus six and a half. Um, I don't, I don't have any stats, just like you said, to back this game up, but I think this is just a gut game for me. I think six and a half. It was going to be pretty much anybody who was getting the points I was going to take. Um, and we mentioned it. If you're looking if you're looking for another option in this game, I mean, both of these offenses are going to try to score a lot of points. You might say – you already said it yourself. You know, they might even hang 100 in this game. So, yeah. um, But I think – Western Kentucky can try to keep it within a touchdown and uh, might even win this game. But it's a big game for both of these schools, big conference game. So uh, the next one, I mean, it's a big boy. It is a big boy. Uh, it's my college football walk. Kansas State is traveling to Iowa State. Um the first thing I'll say is obviously if you've watched any single minute of Kansas State when they've been on offense, Adrian Martinez is a very, very good college football quarterback. Yeah. He's very good. He's a dual threat quarterback. Um, he will, I mean, he can move the ball through the air, but if you let him run, I mean, he will literally, he'll try to get 100 yards on you. So uh, I think he's the real deal. So we've we've mentioned Iowa State too. I I just I'm done with this team. I literally just don't believe in any sort of fashion with the Cyclones. Um, Iowa State is one and seven against the spread against teams that are above 500, which Kansas State is obviously being in the top 25. So uh, my college football lock of the week, the virtual lock is Kansas State minus one and a half at Iowa State. 7.30, it's a little late game, but I'm going to be there for it. And this, this is the second part of the bad news, potentially, that I was going to tell you about. I am 2-0 on the season when I bet something that involves Notre Dame. I'm 2-0. You go back and look at it. I told you to take the points against Ohio State. Obviously, they did that in a disgusting, low-scoring game. 
And then the game we obviously lost at home against Marshall. I told you to take the under that game, and that one hit too. So I am 2-0. Uh, I don't really like mentioning Notre Dame, especially how their season's gone this far. But I am taking a little two-leg parlay in this game, Drew. Yeah. It's, a little, it's a little juicy. But I'm taking Notre Dame money line in the under 52-and-a-half. Uh, it is a two-leg parlay. It's plus 170 on FanDuel. Notre Dame, I sent you the stats the other day, and obviously it doesn't mean much considering who they played other than North Carolina. But Notre Dame's offense has started slowly, but surely started looking a little better. And they're expecting a huge Notre Dame crowd in Las Vegas. And I think if Notre Dame is able to win this game, I think it's going to be by taking care of the ball and trying to slow down BYU's offense and – try to get the run game going and just try to make short, safe passes to Michael Mayer and the other guys on the outside. So I think Notre Dame should be able to take care of business against BYU. And if they are, I think the under at 52 and a half is definitely in play there. So that's plus 170. So is there good a, uh, is there a good. shirt anywhere that says Mormons versus Catholics in Sin City? Yeah, I actually think it is uh, – I think it's on Notre Dame Barstool's Instagram page. What a what a combination of teams to just it looks together in Vegas. The shirt was awesome too. I'll have to send you the link. It was pretty rad. Um, so yeah, good luck to Drew this week in both of his college football walks since uh, I pretty much picked the exact same things. So <laughs> it's a team ride, but Jesus. we're uh, we're we're gonna let it ride, brother. Uh. Moving on to the 8 p.m. game in the ACC. I'm taking the Wolf Pack at home against Florida State. Minus three and a half. I got it at minus 115 on FanDuel. NC State has covered 17 out of the last 21 against Florida State straight up. And the Seminoles have covered one of 11 at NC State. Mm. So those are two trends that are honestly hard to ignore. I heard those via the Pat McAfee Incorporated Studios. Um, so those stats, those blew me away. So I'm on the Wolf Pack. Uh, obviously, they people were thinking they could contend to win the ACC just a couple weeks ago. I know Florida State's improved, but I like NC State at home minus three and a half. This is a late game. I don't, I don't feel great about it. But if you would have asked me last week with this matchup and the line it's at right now, I'd have told, I'd have told you I'd have taken it. And I don't know why. Just like the week difference has kind of changed my mind about this team a little bit. But it's eleven p.m., so I mean it's a. It's a Pac-12 after dark game, if you get what I'm saying. Oh yeah, Oregon it gets State a little, gets a little hairy out there in the in the wild west. Mm-hmm. In the trees of Stanford, because that's where we're going with this one. Oregon State travels to Stanford. Uh, Oregon State is favored by six and a half on the road. Stanford is 0-4 against the spread this season. The favored has covered in nine of twelve in this matchup. Um, I think this is a good spot for the Beavers to keep the surprising good start to the season. 
mean, I think it was last week or the week before, you know, they took USC down to the wire. And obviously USC is probably the heavy favorite to win the Pac-12 at this point. So I think this Oregon State team, they're, they got something to prove. Stanford, obviously, I would consider them feisty at best, but I just I think Oregon State can go to Stanford and uh, win by more than a touchdown. Is is Shaw still at Stanford? Uh, the coach. Yeah. The I don't I don't know I don't know honestly I can't think off the top of my head. I want to say yes though. I mean I don't I know that fired. No, I, I don't remember him getting fired, but I know they've had some – like they've had multiple down seasons within the past six or seven years. So, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But I, I want to say yes because just simply, like you said, I don't remember him getting fired either. And they and they loved him. They absolutely loved – they yeah. thought he was the best coach in college football. So, Does that uh, – is that wrap your college football up? Oh, man, I ain't got no games past 11 p.m., I tell you that. <laughs> ain't no way, brother. We'll go ahead and – about knock my entire table over. We're going to go ahead and uh, run into the NFL bets then. Uh, hopefully we can continue the trend from last week. So, uh, my first one, terrible bet. I hate it. Titans, money line. Makes oh, t- my Lord. T- the Titans make no sense. Just like betting on them, give me the money line. I can't, I can't lie to you. I did look at that game and stare. I mean, I stared at it for I could not tell you how long, but I stared at it. That I just, if Vegas thinks the Titans are, they're a dog favorite going to Washington, which I know Washington's home field advantage is not anything to be fearful yeah. of, but I just like. The, what is it? One and a half is the spread. Like I just uh, think it, yeah, it's up to two now. It opened as a pick'em game. See, that's I just I don't know. I just think it's it's fishy to me, so I just I stayed away from it. Yeah, I don't I don't love the Titans, but uh, Titans are third in the league in pass rushing without blitzing. So like pass rush percentage without blitzing, and we yeah, all know the terrible. Don't do good with pressure, so. No, and he definitely. choked away the game last year against the Titans when he was at the Colts. So Titans money line minus one twenty nine. That's pretty good for. I, I mean, it's a two and a half spread now. So uh, the money lines jumped up a little bit. Uh, so Titans minus one twenty nine. Uh, the next one we haven't gave it out yet, but I'm going to go ahead and be a spoiler. I'm riding with the dome and the Seahawks mm-hmm. at five plus five and a half. Um. I mean, the Saints aren't doing it on purpose, but they're tanking. <laughs> Their entire team is is hurt, and Seahawks are – I mean, they're not winning, but they're hot offensively. So, um, Gino looks good. The entire – like I said, the entire Saints roster is hurt. I might even – if you want, you know, like I said, a little bit of value, you might throw the Seahawks money line on there. So, Seahawks plus five and a half at New Orleans. I mean, the way uh, they've been the way they've been getting bet so far, for sure. Yeah. Um, the next game I got is Miami minus two and a half at the Jets. I've started a new uh, a new hashtag, and that's going to be uh, the Teddy Train. I'm on the Teddy Train, son. Dude, Teddy covers, dude. 
Teddy covers. I'm on the Teddy train, and I'm riding it into the abyss. And that abyss is going to be the same abyss that Tua saw when he was dead on the Bengals field on Thursday Night Football. Too soon. Sorry, Too Tua. soon. Apologize. <laughs> and then uh, my lock, which i seen you bet it, so whatever. My lock, <laughs> my lock is Detroit plus three and a half at New England. Oh, Mayor. my Lord. It opened at plus six and a half. So it's moved down three points. The Lions love to score. They love to watch the other team score just as much. So uh, actually don't if I would probably feel better about this game plus three and a half if uh I can't think of his name. If what's his name was playing quarterback, but dude, they got the goat out Mac there. Jones. They, yeah, Mac Jones. If Mac Jones was out there, I'd feel better about it. But they got they got Bailey Zapi out there and he knows how to sling the football around and score some points. So that's if they let him throw it because they did not last week. Terrified for absolutely no reason. He looked good. Bailey Zapi looked good. But I'm riding with Jared Goff. I've seen uh, Swift's out. I don't know if I'm on Raw St. Brown's out, but the Lions don't care. They don't care. Plus three and a half. That's my What life. is it? Uh, I've, I've heard Scott Hansen mention it on Red Zone like every week so far. I think, uh, I think the Lions have – Scored a touchdown in 19 of the last 21 quarters, like in a row. I believe that. So, I mean, that's how the Lions are going to try to beat you this year, which doesn't even make sense because coming into the season, nobody ever would have guessed that, but they're just going to try to outscore you. Well, especially because Campbell's their coach, big, mean, defensive guy. You think they'd be locked down defensively, which I know they got a lot to work with, but, and you wouldn't think their offense would be good. They have a top, you know, probably five offensive line in the league. Swift, when he's healthy, he's a top five back. Come on, Ross St. Brown scores every single game. So, uh, but those two are out. So, I mean, Jamal Williams looked great last week. Uh, Hawkins. He's looked, great all, he's looked great all season. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Detroit plus three and a half. That's my lock. And then a game. I don't know how this overs or this spread is not spread, but the total point is so low. Uh, I'm going Philadelphia at Arizona over 48 and a half. That's 24 points each. Makes no sense. The Eagles are going to score at least 35 points. They might even drop a 40 bomb on them because the Cardinals are not stopping anybody. The Cardinals might have zero points at halftime, and then they'll have 30 after the half because somebody goes in there and cuffs Clint, cuffs uh, cusses. Kingsbury out, so. Uh, and here's another thing. He hasn't got a contract yet. I don't even know if he's eligible for a contract. But I would take Hurts over Miniman at quarterback any day. I mean, the way he's played this season, for sure. Well, whenever they I – don't, I don't know if we were working together or not or even if I said anything, but I told everybody, when they signed Kyler Murray to that extension, that was the worst extension I've ever seen in my life. Terrible. And that was before you seen, like, you know, before the season when he – which he hasn't played terrible this year. But, I don't know. They don't have – I would never give Kyler Murray a contract, and I would never let Kingsbury be my coach. So, uh, and then last but not least, Cincinnati. I think it's the Monday – is it the Monday night football game or Sunday night? Sunday night. The uh, Monday night's the Chiefs Raiders. The Raiders. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going with Cincinnati plus three and a half at Baltimore. The Bungles smoked the Ravens last year whenever they played their starters. And the second game was like 41 to seven or something, but Brandon Allen had like six completions in the entire game. Burrow threw for 400 yards, had three tutties, and the Ravens' secondary is somehow worse this year. I think they're last in the league in pass defense. So, uh, And the Ravens have been dropping close games. Lamar's looked great. Uh, Harbaugh is, you know, he's been a gutsy coach, so you can't really say it's biting him in the ass now. But uh, you, you gamble like that a lot. It either pays off or it don't. And it has not at least twice this year. I think it's lost in two games, so. Uh, hopefully, uh, his cornerback don't beat his ass this week. You know, try to beat it last week. But uh, Cincinnati plus three and a half. The over's pretty low, too. I, I put that in my notes to keep an eye on the over. It's at 48, which is also 24 points each. So, that'd be another one to look for. So, like I said, my lock for this week is 47 and a half on FanDuel, no? Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's looking pretty nice. So, Detroit plus three and a half is my lock in the NFL. And then, Going back to college, I got the under 51 for BYU-Notre Dame and Tennessee minus two and a half for my locks this week. Well, don't listen to anything he says about the NFL. I'll tell you why. I call my NFL lock this week. I'm doing it in a parlay. I'm not going to necessarily suggest that people take take the parlay. But you can take any of the three picks that I'm going to give in the parlay and find the spread form or take them on the money line like this is. This is a money line parlay for me. NFL lock, virtual lock. Dolphins on the road, 1 p.m. against the Jets, taking them to win outright. Uh, You said Teddy covers. I think in a full week of him knowing that he's going to have to start the game, I think that's going to help them. And I know, obviously, he's not as good as Tua, and the offense, the offense for the Dolphins isn't going to be as good as if Tua was playing. But the Jets, the Jets' defense has not looked good. Uh, the only good aspect of their defense this year has been the run uh, defense, and the Dolphins don't really want to try to run the ball. So uh, I think the Dolphins can go and get this division game um, it's a must-win. I think it's a must-win game for the Dolphins too to try to stay ahead of the Bills. Yeah. You can't yeah. drop this game against the Jets and try to win the division. So, um, I think Teddy and the boys can get motivated and take care of business against the Jets. Um, to go completely opposite of you, I'm taking the Patriots unless somehow we can middle it. Uh, the Patriots win by three or two or one. I'd be happy with that. I mean, we all. Listen, we want everybody to eat, all right? I want all my dogs to eat. But me personally, I'm looking out for number one at all times. So I'm taking the Pats, money line against the Lions. Uh, You said it, Zappy looked pretty impressive, honest to God, which sounds ridiculous to even say out loud. But he did, and I think it's the same thing with Teddy. I think having a full week of practice, knowing that you're going to be the guy – um, against the Detroit Lions defense that has been literally one of the worst in the entire league. I think that's – it's an opportunity for him. 
um, to go out and show out and perform again at another decent or high level. So I, I like Bill Belichick at home against the Lions. It would be hard for me to see MCDC out coach Bill, but I'll take the pay, the Pats at home against the Lions. And then the last one, uh, Sunday night football, Baltimore Ravens, money line minus 180 against the Bengals. Um, I know the Ravens have been dropping close games, but when they haven't been dropping them, they've been absolutely boat racing people. Uh, and I think the Bengals have started to turn it on just a little bit. But other than that, I mean, the start of the season for them has been Super Bowl hangover and a half. Um, and I think the Bengals, did the Bengals not sweep them last year? Did they beat them both times last year? I think well, they see, did. I thought that, but they didn't. The, uh, they played week 17 last year, and the Ravens beat the absolute heck out of them, like 41-7. to But the, because they, the because Bengals, Bengals can play their starters. Yeah. Well, the one game – and I don't even think the – I don't even think Lamar was playing. In that oh, game. he played. He Did played. He? Oh, yeah. I'm I just sure. remember – I just remember uh, – I thought – 38-3 was the final. I yeah, he played. Times, I thought one of the times they played last year, he was out against the Bengals, and the Bengals won. Like I thought Huntley was playing against the Bengals at some point last year, but I might that might be the year before or something. But um, it's a big divisional game, obviously, for both of these teams. Uh, the Bengals are trying to get over the Super Bowl hangover, and I think the Ravens are trying to win this division and make the playoffs this year. So, yeah, I'm going to back Lamar uh, at home. Big trust at the BT, so shout out Papa Fudge taking the Ravens. So that's my NFL lock. It's a three-leg parlay plus 294. Uh, Dolphins, Pats, Ravens, money line. Book it. Lock it in. Book it. Make it permanent, son. Uh, the only other play in the NFL I'm going to give out this week, I'm sure, you know, knowing me by the time Sunday – Afternoon rolls around, I might have a couple more plays uh, on action here. But the only other play I got this week for the NFL is also a two-leg parlay. Uh, give me the Browns plus three and a half against the Chargers at home. The Chargers have been struggling a little bit to start the season in typical Chargers fashion. Uh, one way a team has successfully moved them this year the Chargers is the run and obviously the Cleveland Browns only want to run the ball ever I mean if it was fourth and ten I could see them lining up in I formation and run the ball so Cleveland's going to try to definitely run it down their throats I think if they can do that they can hold it close and cover honestly I, I even I wanted to take them to win outright but I'll take the three and a half the second leg of that is I think just going off what I said, I think it's a big day for Nick Chubb in the run game. So I'm going to take Nick Chubb anytime touchdown score minus 120. It's a two leg parlay plus 154 on FanDuel. I, I hope Chubb keeps balling because he is carrying the Kiss and Cousins fantasy football team to the paid league championship this year. He is. Uh, so that's my NFL plays. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and check it to the doctor's office here one time for the one time. I know you kind of 
gave a little spoiler out for it earlier, but uh, Dr. Domes, NFL, best bet of the week is the Seahawks plus five. I I mentioned it to him, and me and you kind of talked about it. I think on FanDuel right now it's plus five and a half. So anywhere you can get that number better than five, take it. Uh, take it for sure. I mean, I don't uh, feel bad Dome. about just a straight five either way. No, I mean it's a it's a middle number. I mean it's between six and three, obviously. So you kind of have to have a funky score for it to not cover if they keep it within a one, you know, like a one score game. So um, Dr. Tome on the Seahawks and Geno Smith, dude. I think I'm starting Geno Smith in one of my fantasy leagues this year or uh, this week. So I kind of like the Seahawks too. Um, so that's his NFL best bet. The NCAA football best bet from the doc this week. Complete opposite. I mean, he just he shattered my heart when he said it. It it ruined me. Uh, Dome is on TCU minus seven against Kansas. Devastating. Devastating. That's abs- absolutely horrible. But what can I say? The man is two and zero on the season. So, uh, the doc the doc is on the horny frogs minus seven Seahawks plus five. Uh, he gave two more kind of double dose picks. Uh, I would say this is just something he would he's probably going to play himself that he kind of likes this week. Uh, he's also on the Eagles minus five and a half against the Cardinals. Um, I did see some trends today for the Cardinals that favored him a little bit, but I think this team is different this year. I don't think they're nearly as good as they were yeah. last year, obviously, and probably even the year before that. I think the word uh, or the word uh, Doctor Dome, sorry, used perfectly was fraudulent. I think Arizona's fraudulent. Yeah. Uh, so he likes the Eagles at minus five and a half as well. And then I tell you, he's not afraid to bet against his team. I tell you that. And uh, <laughs> in college football, his double dose this week is South Carolina Gamecocks plus six. Me personally, once again, trash. But what do I know? The man is two and zero. I mean, I cannot argue with him. The bet is uh the the plus six and a half or plus six or whatever he got it at for South Carolina isn't bad. I mean, Kentucky owns owns. Oh, they, yeah, South they Carolina. own them. Own them. But and, and especially like not to really get into Kentucky Kentucky's game this week because I don't have a play on it and. The, the game last week just left the absolute sour taste in my mouth for sure. But obviously, if you're trying to figure a side out for Kentucky, I mean, Kentucky, this is a huge bounce back spot for them. And uh, coming after a week where they probably definitely should have won a top 25 matchup against Old Miss. And just like we both said, uh, they have absolutely owned South Carolina uh, for the last decade or so. So I think that would be a good spot for Kentucky. I mean, if they're a favorite at six, is it? I think it's in Lexington, correct? Yeah, and uh, I mean, a note too is reportedly last I saw, a Will Levi's out. So if there's a team though that knows how to play without a quarterback, it's Kentucky. C Rod Wildcat formation. Go ahead. Yeah. Get we'll ready get- to watch. Go ahead. Get ready to watch four quarters of that. Yeah. Um, so those those are the docs prescriptions this week. 
Uh, Seahawks, he just says, you know, he likes Geno and the underdog mentality. Got zero expectations, have nothing to lose. Thinks Arizona is fraudulent, will be exposed several times this year, but can win any game with the offense exploding. Uh, his thoughts about just a double dose on the Gamecocks. He said, "You, you Kentucky has shown cracks in the armor uh, in these SEC games. We'll get dirty as far as their defense goes. So that's why he's taking the points with South Carolina. I like it. I like it. I'm never going to. I'm never going to say I hate the Domes picks because I'm afraid to. Yeah, I mean. But the, the TCU one hurt me. It hurt my soul. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and just mark that up as a W for the two, for the two boys, the two Jellico boys one time. Well, uh, I mean, I guess that wraps it up. I just do want to say, uh, for whatever reason, we do never give our – Twitter, Facebook, or anything out on here. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Epiphany Sport, and then go ahead and give us a like or a follow or however you do it on Facebook. Just Epiphany Sports Show. We post our bets. We post obviously the link to the thing, so you can go back and look anytime. Uh, we sometimes post hilarious memes on there. So <laughs> we also. Uh, I- I think I posted it two weeks ago now, but there is a link on both of those pages, I believe, where uh, you can download like the Anchor app, which is like the podcasting app that me and Drew use for the show. Uh, and there's a section on there where the audience, you know, just listeners of the show can send in like voice recorded messages. So uh, if you ever during the week just, have something that catches your eye as far as college football or NFL or a storyline or something like that. Click that link and uh, send us something and me and Drew will definitely listen to it if we like it or think it's funny or something. We'll put it in the show. So just another thing on the page. And last thing, I just wanted to give uh, my buddy Frank a shout out. He did answer Logan's question last week on how the Aflac trivia question. The Aflac trivia question. We'll give Frank a uh, – a free shout out. He said the question Logan said, which we weren't really asking it. We just asked it to each other was uh, how many UK coaches never beat Tennessee specifically during the losing streak. Frank went deep into it. So we got four coaches went over, you know, didn't win during the 26 game losing streak and 12 have gone over versus Tennessee. But uh, over half of those were over a hundred years ago when coaches lasted a year or two, he said, so uh, shout out Frank doing the doing the deep dive, and he texts me that at seven thirty in the morning. So <laughs> he slept on it, dude. He was like, "How many? How many Kentucky co- coaches never won against Tennessee?" Yeah, so he he thought about it. We we uh, so what four four during the losing streak, twelve total at some yeah. point. Yeah, and over half of those were over a hundred years ago. He said so. Fun That's fact. Like, I mean, I could like. I know it's completely different, completely different rivalry, completely different programs, but I could never, ever just somebody giving me a stat saying Notre Dame has several coaches that never won against Navy. Yeah, I mean, or like in twenty six like, years. Imagine in twenty six years, you had four coaches that didn't win a game against them. So, I mean, when I first moved here, it didn't even feel like a rivalry game. It really didn't. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just you just chalked up Tennessee winning every year, which is insane. But obviously, we had that game in a couple weeks, but obviously it's a little different now. But thank you, Frank. Thanks, Frank. We love you, mate. But uh, I mean, that wraps it up for this week. We appreciate you guys hanging out. We appreciate Frank diving deep and listening, just in general, to actually listen instead of having a little background noise going on. We do actually talk about semi-decent stuff sometimes. So, shout out, Frank. Shout out the boys that listen. Thank you all for tuning in. As always, Logan, I'll let you say what you say because I can never repeat it all. Thank you, boys. Love you, boys. Get money. You know the rest. I say like this, though, right? It's a vulnerable time for a lot of these young dudes, you feel me? They don't be taking care of their chicken right, you feel me? So if it was me or if I had an opportunity to let these little uh, young sahibs know something, I say take care of y'all money, African, because that shit don't last forever. Now, I done been on the other side of a retirement, and it's good when you get over there and you can do what you want to. So... I tell y'all right now while y'all in it, take care of y'all bread. So when y'all done, you go ahead and take care of yourself. So while y'all at it right now, take care of y'all bodies. You know what I mean? Don't take care of y'all chicken. You feel me? Don't take care of y'all mentals. Because, look, we ain't lasting that long. Um, you know, I had a couple of players that I played with that, you know what I mean? They no longer here no more. They no longer. So, I mean, you feel me? Start taking care of y'all mentals, y'all bodies, and y'all chicken for when y'all you know, ready to walk away, you walk away, and you be able to do what you want to do. But I appreciate it. Thank y'all. I have a good day.